0: So, just going to run through a few notices uh, before we ask Ian to come share with us. Um, so, a reminder, I'm the. sometimes I feel this year has been slow to start because I'm lazy. I still want to be on my holiday, uh, but January has certainly being fast paced. Um, and there's a number of things that kick off um, on the 26th of January. Um, so, reminders that the Alpha course starts. So, if there's anyone that you want to invite or you want to be, uh, involved in that, please um, go to the church website and sign up for that. Um, at the same time, we're starting a prayer course. Uh, so, if any one of you are interested, really to just spend time and, and really understand a bit more about the discipline of prayer as well and grow in your prayer life. Uh, we've done it a few times uh, at the church, and it's really a great blessing uh, to spend a few weeks just contemplating that. Um, and then also exploring membership. So anyone that is that is new to the church and has been visiting for a while and is really interested to, to understand more about uh, who we are and what we're about, um, then the the explore membership is uh, is a good place to come where you can ask questions and understand uh, what we as a church uh, where we where we f- uh, find our foundations in scripture. Um, so come along to that. So all of those starting on the twenty sixth of January. 30 PM. Then um, some of you, most of you, will uh, know Terry Burger. I hope so. We're very excited. Terry is the the founding father of the church group of churches that we are uh, part of, and Terry Terry is here next week. Um, so it's probably going to be a, a full full house. So make sure that you get your booking in uh, early on to um, avoid any disappointment. So come along and, and listen to Terry. Uh, next week. And then just a reminder, I mean, I know many of us now give offering to the church online and so on, but there are the offering baskets in the front if you, if you wish to um, make an offer uh, in that way. And, and there's one at the back. Okay, so we're going to catch you at every exit. <laughs> no, that's uh, Ian, could you come up and share the word with us? Thank you very much. Okay, good morning everyone, good to see you
1: all, Um, are you well, some of you, good, most of you, Um, my Bible naturally falls open at Luke uh, chapter 24, which we are actually going to finish today, Uh, as I said last week we've been going through the Gospel of Luke for three and a half years now, Um, and we have really, as uh, Rachel was talking about the Song of Songs, we've really kind of got to the every passage every uh, word that we've read Um, i'm just going to read the last bit really today and dip into acts again and talk about some of the plans and uh, uh, things that are going to happen this year Uh, just a quick recap really uh, of what has happened recently in luke and uh, we've seen the appearance of jesus the bodily resurrected jesus Um, And last week we talked about what that meant, how it gave us a hope, a hope for eternity uh, and the certainty that we have in Christ because of this resurrected body that appears to the disciples uh, at the end of Luke in Luke chapter 24. Uh, We went from verse 36 last week. And um, how we have the certainty in Christ of a certain forgiveness, we have a certain new body in Christ, and we will have a certainty of being in God's presence forever. I, I don't know about you, but I think that's quite good. Okay. <laughs> do, you, do you agree?
0: Yes. Good.
1: I, I can tell you're enthusiastic about that this morning. Um, and we looked at how we were commissioned, how Jesus commissioned his disciples to proclaim, to proclaim the repen- repentance for the forgiveness of sins. That that was the main mission then, two thousand years ago, and the main mission now so um, you might know the story of martin luther the great reformationist nailing his 95 theses to the door uh, of the church in wittenberg and the first of these was when our lord jesus said repent and he means that the whole of the christian life should be repentance you might have heard people say well you know i repented 20 years ago 30 years ago 10 years ago it's done and dusted, but actually it's not done and dusted for Jesus because the whole of the Christian life is a transformation. It's a newness. There's a difference in that is the Christian life that we are re- constantly repenting, which is a kind of turning. It takes place when we find ourselves bowing down to the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ. Repentance literally means turning around. Turning around. We're turning from our sin. It's like we're constantly listening to Bonnie Tyler. Turn around. You know know Bonnie Tyler, right? You know Bonnie Tyler.
0: Some of you will know it.
1: It's turning. It's turning around. Or there's a slightly more uh, modern. Version Still from the 90s, I'll give you that. So it's, it seems modern to me. There's a constant turning. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know the Fats and Small classic, don't we? you have got to turn around. That is what the Christian life is, is a turning and repenting. A turning and repenting lord i'm turning my back on that and in this process of sanctification the lord speaks to us he highlights things in us i am turning around i'm not going to sing it again turning my back on things now that i haven't done yet and i am nearly 20 years into this journey of following christ which i'm very very grateful for now Let's uh, dig in again to the end of Luke, and I promise this is going to be the end of the Luke series today. Well, Terry's here. If Terry speaks on Luke next week, I I have nothing to do with that. We we don't actually know what he's going to speak from. Do we? No, we don't. Terry, Terry will bless us with whatever he shares. So if he shares from Luke, that wasn't me teeing him up. So we're going to go from uh, Luke 24, verse 44 today. Uh, Jesus has appeared, he's spoken to the disciples, shown his hands and feet. In verse 44 he says, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them thus it is written that christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead and that the repent repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations how many nations all, all nations well done beginning from jerusalem you are witnesses of these things, and behold, I am sending the promise of my father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power. Good I'm glad pay attention. With power from on high. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and we're continuing continually in the temple blessing god well there we go there endeth the lucas series right so what are we seeing here well we we're seeing that we are called to be witnesses and that he's calling the disciples to be his witnesses there's an order here from jesus as well isn't there to wait for the power from on high, and then they go away once Jesus has ascended into the clouds and he's gone up, and they go away worshiping him. Now we also see a more detailed description of this in uh, Luke's second work, which is the book of Acts, and in Acts one, uh, chapter uh, chapter one, verse six, it says. When they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he said these things, as they were looking on him, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were still gazing into heaven, as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. So this ascension, what does that mean? As Jesus is gone, he's lifted up. The disciples here have seen the glory of Jesus as he goes up and it leads them into worship. They're filled with joy and go and worship him. It finishes in Luke where it started, in the temple. Where Zechariah was in the temple worshipping, the disciples end the gospel there worshipping Christ. The ascension also means that the redeeming work of Christ has been completed. We see in Hebrews uh, 1, verse 3, it says that he, this is Jesus, is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. And after making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. It also shows us in Philippians, talks about how, uh, what Jesus has done. Would anyone like to come and read Philippians 2, verse five, from verse five to verse 11? We'd like to have a bit of participation here, you see. So who would like to come and read from the mic here? Philippians 2, verse five, I'm looking for a brave volunteer, and I don't just want to have to pick on room, but I will. But someone come and read Philippians 2 from their Bible, I'm just going to wait. I'm okay with the awkward silences. <laughs> go on then, Dave <laughs> <laughs> <Good enough. laughs>
0: Flip
1: Philippians 2, verse 5 to verse 11. I thought it was 7. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> 5 to
0: 11. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father.
1: Thank you, Dave. <laughs> you didn't well. <laughs> so the ascension here shows us Jesus declared of Son the Son of God in power. He's been exalted. He's at the right hand of the Father. Romans 1, 3 to 4 says, Concerning his son who was descended from David according to the flesh, uh, was declared to be the Son of God in power according to the Spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So the Bible talks about now Jesus is ascended and he's at the right hand of the Father we have some verses here in Ephesians 1 uh, verse 20 says that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places Colossians 3 1 says if you then have been raised with Christ seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God Hebrews 8 verse 1 says Now, the point in what we are saying is this. We have such a high priest, one who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven. So where is he? He's at the right hand of the father. He is now in heaven and his presence there now shows us that it is accessible. Heaven is accessible for all those who choose to follow him. The ascension is is also indicative of his defeat of every power and authority. He has every captivity captive. Ephesians 8, he governs the whole of the universe from heaven and secures his followers from all cosmic threats. This ascension foreshadows Jesus returning to the earth where the curtain will be Reopened. He will descend from heaven to bring universal restoration. That sounds quite good, doesn't it? Yeah. Not only does the ascension mark the completion of Jesus' earthly work, it opens up a new era where his work is continued through the mission of the disciples. They're told to wait. They're told to wait for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit to be clothed with power from on high. We see it at the beginning of Acts, Luke says he's talked in his former book about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. And the implication is that it is clear we are to partner with God's Spirit. Jesus continues to work and preach through our hands and mouth as we are filled with the Holy Spirit. The book of Acts is like the theory of Luke's gospel being put into practice. And amazing things happen when the disciples, when they wait for God's kind of starting pistol if you like, they don't run off ahead of him, they wait, they devote themselves To partnering with the Holy Spirit. Church this is for us today to partner with the Holy Spirit. Do not fear the Holy Spirit. He is God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. I remember um, Norman Blows who planted this church many years ago talks about when he encountered the holy spirit he had this initial fear but when he knew that he was god he knew he could trust him so these disciples they partner with the holy spirit and then as the as on pentecost as the spirit comes they are filled with this boldness crowds of people are healed of illnesses they're delivered from demons others are raised from the dead 10 to Tens of thousands of Jews respond to the gospel. Then they are baptised as followers of Jesus, signifying they are identified with him in his death and burial to walk alongside him in that death and resurrection pathway. And if you're a believer in Christ, we believe that you should be baptised. We have this little baptism pool here, and this opens up and you can get in the water will be warm. we've had the boiler fixed now the hot water system is fixed we would have hot water if you are a follower of christ and you have not been baptized fully immersed into water signifying that you are lining up with jesus death as you die to your own self and then as we eventually raise you back up as you're signifying you are raised with christ Then you should do that it's simple it says believe and be baptized it's it's straightforward really and if you haven't they can't speak to me at the end because we want to baptize people it's what the word tells us to do so the disciples they're baptized as followers uh, and it leads to jewish leaders trying to drive them out of jerusalem and salvation breaks out amongst the Gentiles. One of the Jewish leaders who is leading the persecution against them has a dramatic encounter with Jesus whilst attempting to stop the spread of the gospel. I just love how God works. And then an ordinary man called Ananias listens to God's voice, partners with the Holy Spirit. And is told he needs to go and speak to this murderous rabbi. And he risks his life to try and reach this guy. He baptises him, he disciples him. This person, of course, is Paul, the apostle, who within nine years ends up planting churches across uh, Cyprus, Asia Minor, Macedonia and Greece. The book of Acts ends with Paul being imprisoned in Rome to stand before Caesar and his judges. And the book of Acts almost finishes in midair, really. Because Luke wants us to grasp that there is still more to come, and he sort of hands the pen over to us. Now, we don't write scripture, you understand that? That's not what I'm saying. But for us as modern day believers to be filled with the Holy Spirit, we no longer have to wait. The Spirit has come. The Spirit has come and you can ask to be filled right now, today. And the Holy Spirit emboldens us to live out, to continue the Great Commission. The Holy Spirit points us towards Jesus and enlightens our heart. As we're singing, Jesus, I love you, Jesus, I love you this morning it's because the Spirit is enlightening us and pointing us towards the sun. Yeah. That is one of the main jobs of the Spirit is to draw us to the sun. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is what gives us hope within and we know. We often talk in Alpha about you wanting to know what's on the other side of the door before you open it. But we just need to open it. Do not be... Afraid of the Holy Spirit. It's why the Holy Spirit is why the early church advanced so rapidly in the first few centuries. People were partnering with God's Spirit. The church will always advance when it discovers that Christianity is an invitation to allow Jesus to continue his work through us, partnering with the Holy Spirit. Same was true in the 18th and 19th centuries. John Wesley's journal, he gives this vivid account of his partnership with the Holy Spirit. And he says, the power of God came mightily upon us insomuch that many cried out for exceeding joy. Many fell to the ground. A cynical doctor accompanied a female patient to one of Wesley's meetings. But Wesley rejoices when he said both her soul and body were healed in a moment. And the doctor, he acknowledged the finger of God. Charles Spurgeon gives the same explanation for a revival in London. He says, is there not such a thing as the power of the Spirit? Yes, there is nothing like the power of the Spirit. Only let that come and indeed everything can be accomplished. Go out and labour with this conviction. The power of the Holy Spirit is able to do anything. anything and as we talk about this year 2022 if we are to see anything happen any breakthrough any number of people coming to christ being added into the kingdom surely we need the power of the holy spirit good arguments persuasion kindness showing god's love to others is great but we need to move operate in the power of the holy spirit Um, my heart's cry for us this year as a body of believers as a church is that we are drawn nearer to christ that we know more of the indwelling of the holy spirit more of his power we have a bigger vision of who he is and what he can do how big is god to you right now is he big because he's bigger than that he's bigger than what you think he is move in the power the holy spirit i believe the holy spirit has been guiding and leading us as we come into this year, this week of prayer, this week has been magnificent. God has been speaking to us. We have been seeking Him. If you were here on Tuesday night, we gathered together, we worshipped, uh, and we had Pete from the Berlin Church Plant and uh, Jeremy and Laura, who have been in Watamu in Kenya, uh, reaching unreached people groups, and we cried out to God for them. And then Wednesday and uh, Thursday morning again seeking God and Friday night we just worshipped. We had no agenda. We just wanted to give him glory. And he spoke to us. Isn't it good? But the Holy Spirit has been guiding and leading us. And I shared last week about the new eldership team. I am very excited about this. I am probably the most excited in the room about the new eldership team. <laughs> we have Andre Adam Jeeves and myself I believe the Holy Spirit again I will say has highlighted these men and we will lay hands on them on the 6th of February when we've got guys who have given us apostolic oversight from our new ground family of churches will be here and Paul Matt from Hastings will preach now we don't vote for our leaders but we do believe that the church has a say so I I am looking for feedback you can come and speak to me about them. I won't be offended. As long as you talk about the other three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I mean, I, I am very excited by this, and I believe this is part of what God is doing, informing and shaping us as a church. A church, biblically, is led by elders. The eldership team will lead the church. I lead that team of elders, but the elders lead the church. And as you know, we've had this week of prayer that I was just talking about. We want to be like the early disciples, waiting on God, seeking Him, wanting to be filled afresh. Again, it's like repentance. It's an ongoing thing being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not just I was filled with I got saved and filled with the Spirit 20 years ago, and that was it. No, it's an ongoing, continuing being filled with the Holy Spirit. But it, you let that be your prayer every day. Lord, fill me fresh with your spirit. Also, I was talking last week about how the Spirit had uh, led us to go deeper into discipleship. So as we grow deeper roots and foundations, we have a growing confidence to go out to others. I spoke last week about these three tracks of discipleship that Andre has already mentioned, starting on the 26th of January. We have opportunities here to reach people. For Christ. Invite your unsaved, unchurched, those without faith, bring them along to Alpha. Be praying now. Who is the Spirit leading you to? Who is He speaking to you about? Ask Him and bring them along to Alpha. We have the prayer course as well, starting um, at the same time. Adam is going to lead the prayer course. It's um, run by a twin it was initiated by 24-7 Prayer, Pete Gregg, who started that. um, It's a wonderful course. If you want to deepen your roots and you'll improve, I'm I'm sure your prayer life will improve as a result of doing that. And if you are looking to join Hope Church, uh, and I really hope you are. If you are new here, if you've been coming over recent weeks or months, you want to get involved, then come to the membership course where you can really find out who we are, what we're about, what we believe. We can find out about you. We can get to know each other. If that is you, then membership, Exploring Membership is for you. We also, as, as I was saying, we plan out our preaching for this year. As you know, we've finished Luke today. No. I'm sad about that. Yeah, yeah. I've enjoyed Luke. Terry Virgo is coming next week, as Andre has said, so do book up for that early. But after that, we'll be starting our new series. Are you excited about the new series? It's called Origins, a sermon series diving into Genesis and Revelation. Now, we're not going to go through, you may be relieved after the three and a half years of Luke, we're not going to go through the whole of Genesis and the whole of Revelation, but we're just wanting to look at who we are. Who God has created us to be. In Genesis, looking at who we are, looking at creation and fall, man and woman, marriage, covenant relationships, we have on the 27th of February, um, Andrew Bunt coming to speak. He uh, is part of the uh, Think Theology website. He's at the Hastings Church. He works for the uh, Living Out, I think it's called, website. It's all about how do we handle, how do we love, how do we reach those who have same-sex attraction Uh, he'll be talking about the givenness of biological sex living in the light of that and what it means for gender dysphoria and other such things this these are this is topical right now this is to equip us church because often we can be scared of these topics but actually we want to love everybody we want to bring everyone into the kingdom And Andrew will help us and equip us. Those of you that have done um, the academy would have experienced Andrew's teaching and have found it very, very helpful. He's a very intelligent, clever, theological guy, and he will really help us. But we really want to speak into the culture and the challenges and questions that we and many others are facing today. Finding the true meaning, who we are. And And as we go into Revelation, this often not preached on book highlights where we're headed, awakening us to the battle that we're in. It will show us that even though we might feel like we might be losing sometimes, the word of the Lord tells a different story, It's to encourage us. Hope echoes through the pages of scripture and the book of Revelation gives us a clear message that we don't need to fear tomorrow
0: because tomorrow
1: is already won. Revelation was written to strengthen the saints in times of difficulty. Now, we're not going into Revelation because I I believe that, that COVID is the end times. I don't believe that it has an eschatological effect of COVID, which is the end times, God making everything new, but it is to strengthen us. But we will dive into topics that will give us hope, stir our hearts for evangelism. Heaven, hell, church, new creation, second coming, spiritual battles. These are all things that will help us and equip us. And that will take us into Easter, where after Easter, we will be doing a big questions series. Tackling questions of science, suffering, and the like. That again, will equip us. We don't just want specialists in the Alpha team that can help and deal with these questions. And we want to encourage personal and uh, uh, corporate evangelism in this time between May and uh, July as we go into the summer season. I mean, you sh- we always want to encourage personal evangelism, by the way, and corporate. But we're going to do things where we go out into the streets of Seven Oaks and beyond trying to talk to people praying for people, asking them if they have questions. I want to have this season. That's why we're trying to have people... Remember Jackie sharing her story last week about how she changed that atmosphere at her work meeting. We want to encourage the church. We want to be sharing stories like that to know that it is ordinary every day to be sharing Jesus. Then we'll have our summer series, uh, after which we will go into uh, Ephesians, the book of Ephesians. Um, don't worry, we won't be like Martin Lloyd-Jones who led the uh, Westminster Chapel. He, it took him, I think, about four years to go through the first chapter. Um, we won't be doing that, but we will be going into Ephesians, again, giving us solid foundations into who we are corporately and personally. Allowing space to preach into topics as well, such as baptism in the Holy Spirit, prayer, justification by faith, etc., visiting speakers we will have. But we want to launch into this new year, into be intentional with our discipleship, to encourage the church as well. And if you want to be discipled, it starts by showing up. I don't believe as you go through the pages of Scripture and into the New Testament and the New Testament church as you read in Acts, that ad hoc attendance is normal. Now, we don't want to be religious about this. We don't want to say you should be here on time every... Oh, if you were on time, that'd be great. But if you want to be here on time every week. No, we want to say, will you come and be disciples this year? And let that affect you and go and disciple others. If you want discipleship, if you want to receive it, you need to be here. And we love it when you're here. Often you see in scripture about, it talks about growing in the knowledge of our Lord. God was just speaking to me about this last year and now about growing up. 1 Peter 2.2 2 2 says talks about growing up in our salvation 2 Peter 3 says but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to him be the glory both now and forever amen Philippians 1 9 says this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight this is not just about us being studious Academic. I am not an academic. Most of you say, Yeah, I can tell, I know that. But I am not academic. I have nothing to sing about with my academic achievements because there are none. But it's about growing to know him more. The more I've read this book, the more I've got to know him, the more it's strengthened me, the more it's filled my heart with love for God, the more it's made me want to go out and and share my faith with others. Let us grow up into this compelling gospel vision. Let's pray we'll see marriages restored, sins confessed, addictions and habits kicked, holiness renewed, love for the unlovely grown, and costly forgiveness offered. We want to offer radical hospitality where we don't just invite the nice people that we love and make us laugh around. No, we're going to invite people around to our homes, into the church that are not like us. Witnessing, loving others, one another in this, be a church as well that is not measured just by our seating capacity, but our sending capacity. We want to send people we want to disciple you well. We want you to play your part in that. And we want to send people out to the nation and the nations. We will look as we go on in this year and beyond for short and long-term missional opportunities at home and abroad to plant churches. We are part of a church planting movement. We want to look at opportunities to go to, to Berlin and Watamu in Kenya and Lord leads us my prayer is this will help us be built on gospel foundations and we will be missional and evangelistic at the very core going out in the power of the Holy Spirit I pray that we will see many ones of Christ making disciples of them and seek in them to add them into a big bigger kingdom value that we play our part this is not just me and the elders and the leadership team presenting something to you for you to attend this is for you to play your part it is your job to make disciples it is your job to reach others to be his witnesses it's not about me telling stories every week but we all need to play our part as a body of believers. To play our part in seeing churches and congregations planted in this area and up and down the UK. Ephesians 3.10 says, his intent was that now through the church the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. Part of our, our call to... But through the church, that is you, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known. That we also help present people mature as well in Christ. As we seek Him through these weeks of prayer, we have another week of prayer in May and in September. We have a, a weekly prayer meeting on a Wednesday morning at ten AM, which is obviously not everyone can get to that because you're working. But we have a Month a month, Tuesday night prayer meetings. I want to look to add to other top regular prayer times into our schedule. I want to build on fellowship. Church lunches happening as well six times at the moment through the year, starting in February if we can do that. Um, we, we do plan at some point to return to the 4pm service. We just feel like we're just kind of regathering at the moment and to add another service in right now is beyond our serving capacity, it is beyond our serving capacity, but we do believe that God led us into that and we do want to return to the four o'clock service, but right now we can't do that, but in His will, by His Spirit, anything is possible and we want to do that, but we won't put a date on it because we don't know. I just feel that God has led us into this, to look look into a healthy church life, being obedient to scripture, flooded with the Holy Spirit's presence. And I just want to encourage us again. I was so encouraged this morning that people came and shared we had we were moving in the gifts of the holy spirit today people brought pictures and words and uh, adam came and spoke in tongues we need to grow in this church we don't want to be small c charismatic or charismatic in name but we are those who move and operate in the gifts of the holy spirit We are called to be filled with the Holy Spirit and go out in this power. I may have mentioned that already. The great evangelist D.L. Moody said that um, how so many people were saved through his ministry. He said, I was crying all the time that God would fill me with his spirit. Well, one day in the city of New York, oh, what a day. I can only say God revealed himself to me. And I had such an experience of his love that I had to ask him to stay his hand. I went preaching again, the sermons were not different, I did not present any new truths and yet hundreds were converted. I would not now be placed back where I was before that blessed experience if you should give me all the world. I think you get the point. As we end Luke's Gospel and go into this year, it is time for you to make your own choice. Will you languish in the shallows of lukewarm Christianity that masquerades as the real thing? Or will you ask God to help you partner with his spirit? Will you? Why don't we stand and let's pray. This is also not just ending our series on Luke, this is ending our week of prayer. We're just going to have a few moments here where we just seek God. We want to partner with His Holy Spirit. Why don't we just put our hand out again to Him. It's just a sign, really, between you and God, that you are open to Him. Let you say to Him now, Lord, I want to partner with You and Your Spirit this year. Lord, we do. We want to partner with You, Holy Spirit. I believe He's permissioning us. I believe. This is a significant moment in the life of the church. Significant moment in this year. I I pray, Lord, over us. Come. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, fill us again. Fill us afresh, Lord, we pray. We want to be clothed with power from on high. Clothe us again, Lord clothe us again with power. Thank you, Lord. It's not in our own strength. It's not in our own clever words. But it's by your spirit. He wants to partner with you. The God of all creation wants to partner with you and take you on his mission this year. I believe he's just going to start to drop certain people into your mind right now. As you're standing there with your hands out, he wants to just highlight certain people. Lord, I pray now for courage and boldness in Jesus' name. I pray Lord, give us the right words to speak. As we just open our mouths you will give us the right words to say Mm -hmm. jesus will you be with us lord we pray again this year Mm -hmm. we want to follow you Mm -hmm. we want your will to be done in this place Mm -hmm. big words this week about expecting bigger things what he's about to do it's not just about Church attendance, about just having a nice time together on a Sunday, but He wants to embolden us and fill us afresh to lay hands on the sick. Yeah. Come, Lord. Help us go deeper into You this year, Lord, to grow in our knowledge of You. Not just a head thing. But a heart thing. Yes. Lord, I'll pray that for my, my friends here today. Mm. Brothers and sisters in Christ. Will you help them grow in the knowledge mm. of you? Yeah. Of your love for them. Yeah. So we heard this morning about how much you love us, mm. yeah. you've created us. Lord, to love and be loved. But mm. yeah. the Lord would want to just Reassure you again that you are part of His family. That yeah. mm-hmm. it doesn't really, it doesn't, it's not insignificant. But He's saying you're part of His family, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. family backgrounds you might have. Yeah. He's your father. Mm-hmm. He loves you, Lord. Will you strengthen us now mm-hmm. and in us? I, I do pray, Lord, that we will see many. Grow deeper roots into you this year. Strengthen our foundations, we pray this year. Lord, I pray, Father, that we will see many, many saved and added into the kingdom. We will make disciples, Lord, this year, not converts, but disciples. Lord, I pray over this baptism pool, Lord, that many will be baptised in, in this pool this year. Come. Lord, we pray. I pray many will get wet this year. Many will line up with your death and resurrection. Jesus, come. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Will you line up with his will for your life this year. Let him speak to you through the pages of scripture. Lord, we just submit all of these plans to you. Believe you've been speaking to me through it, Lord, but we say, Lord, will you come? Will you come? Will you bless, Lord? Strengthen us, we pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We do pray, Lord, that... Although it's not about our seating capacity, I do pray again for the empty chairs to be filled. As we, Lord, I do pray we move into a season where we don't have to socially distance and we will be able to fill the empty chairs. But the Lord again would want to raise your expectations above the hope of the end of the pandemic. He's saying there's more for you. just hoping for the end of this thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus lords we pray have your way amongst us have your way in each of us what is he saying to you right now do not quench the spirit do not fear the spirit thank you lord have your way have your way jesus let us be clothed with power in jesus name amen, amen.